Thank you. I think he's my biggest fan. <laughs> um, you know, God is amazing. God, let's just pray. Jesus, we just adore you and love you so much. And you are amazing. So, Father, I ask that you would amaze the hearts of your kids tonight, that you would uh, rent the veils and show them, Lord, your love and how you see things. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to start off with a scripture. Um, tonight I'm going to talk about what, you know, what is Jesus doing? Do you remember way back, I don't know, I might be a little bit older or quite a bit older than some of you. Remember the bracelets? What would Jesus do? You know, it was the big thing. What would Jesus do? And then I think there was, what did Jesus do? Or one of them came first and then there was the other. So it was like, what did Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Well, I would propose to you, what is Jesus doing? What is he doing here? What is he doing now? What's the present? What, what is he doing? You know, you might look at this crazy world and, oh, my gosh, and think, where are you, Lord? I mean, you cannot be in the mess of all this mess. And he is. He is. He's just waiting for the prayers of the saints to come forth so he can move things out of the way and have his purposes and have his plans. So with that saying, I want to go to Matthew 25. Matthew 25, 31, I'm going to read it to you, then I'm going to show you something. When the Son of Man comes in all of his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate, separate them one from another as he divides the shepherds, the sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. You have er inherited the kingdom prepared for you and the foundations of the world. So it's like, come on in. And this is what the Lord is saying to those on the right. He says, because when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you thirsty? Or when did we give you a drink? I mean, what? what? We never did that to you. You died 2,000 years before, you know, us. What? How did we do that? When did we see that stranger? When did we take him in or you in? Or when did we clothe you when you were naked? Or when did we see you when you were, were sick? Or when you were in prison? What? When did we come? And the king, the king of kings, will answer and say to them, Well, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left hand, depart from me, um, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devils and the angels, for I, and his angels, sorry, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. I was naked, you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then you will also, 
Then they will also answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and we didn't minister to you? And then he will answer them, saying, Well, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And it ends in, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Wow. Pretty heavy stuff, huh? I, wanna, I want that to saturate into your spirit, bypass your brain, and just saturate into what the Lord is saying. And if we could play that first video clip that I have for the first one, it's like a five-minute clip. Just watch this with the heart of God, with his eyes. Do you guys mind if I get a little bite of your food? I have no money to buy food. I'm kind of hungry. No, I'm a drummer. I don't know. Sorry. It's okay. We're actually just, uh, it's just the experiment we're doing. Weird question. Do you guys mind if I get a little bite of your food? Bite of your food? I have no money to buy. And I don't know what's happened to their language. <laughs> but can you play it from the very beginning? Because it seemed like we missed something. And it doesn't sound like it's English. It might be tongues, but I don't have quite that interpretation. <laughs> that is, okay. Okay, let me. Hey, weird question. Do you guys mind if I get a It doesn't sound like it's English, or is that me? You can? Wow. Okay, go for it. Bite your food. I have no money to buy food. I'm kind of hungry. No, I'm a German. I don't know. Sorry. It's okay. We're actually just, uh, it's just the experiment we're doing. We're just trying to see people if they say yes or no. So I don't really want food. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I don't know about a weird question, but I'm trying to buy a lunch and have no money. Do you mind maybe if I have some money? No cash. Thank you. Dang, she man. rejected fast. Reject. supposed to eat but they never showed up and I have a few extra burgers on me some fries so one in one something you don't need to do that man it's, it's not a big deal they never showed up you might as well help someone out I really appreciate that really like what is it it's uh it's actually two burgers from uh Johnny Rocket serving across the street so thank you very much I appreciate it hey man God bless you man yeah sure thing I really appreciate it yeah. I hope I can uh, you know help you maybe throughout the night or whatever I'm sure it will Excuse me? Is that uh, your food? Yeah. 
I'm just trying to buy myself uh, some lunch, but I can't really afford it. Uh, I don't have money on me, and I'm really hungry. I'm getting paid in like a week, so I can't really buy food. Do you mind if I, uh, like, have a little bite of your food? Or... You're homeless? Uh, I mean, I just got kicked out of my house, yeah, like a week ago, so I'm kind of homeless. Yeah. Well, brother, I'm pretty hungry myself, but you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and let you have the rest. Thanks a lot, man. Why would you want to give me food when you could have given it for yourself? Because I've, I've been asking people all day, and I've been getting no's like all day. Everyone I ask, she doesn't care. Everyone's like, no, sorry. So why would you want to give me your food? I've been homeless myself, so I know what it's like to be hungry. And I always wish somebody would just give me something once in a while. You know, it's a hard thing to starve out there in the street. There's more than enough here for one person. How long have you been homeless for? About 10 months. can't tell you how many times I've seen that and I still choke up. <laughs> how many times um, do we walk past people? And I know that we've seen them all with the signs, right? And we don't know, okay, are they <laughs> making more than I make in a year, you know, in a week? Or are they really um, needing a touch? Um, are they needing, I mean, just food. Amazing how he went to normal people like us sitting in restaurants and just asking for food. No, no, I can't. You know, one lady says, I don't have any cash. I'm like, go use your debit card, you know. I mean, my goodness, just $5, $10. I'm going to read a bit of Matthew 25 again to you. In 35, it says, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me a drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. 
I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. When you've done it to the least of them, you have literally done it unto the Lord. Um, what, what is Jesus doing? This is the ministry of Jesus. Everywhere he went, he was healing the sick, right? He was raising the dead. He was feeding the poor. I mean, he can multiply lunches. Even to this day, he still can. He can multiply your bank account. He can multiply your food. I love what it said at the end. And this, you know, isn't, as far as I know, even a Christian when it said subscribe. I don't know if I'd subscribe um, because I didn't check it out all that far. But as far as I know, they're not even Christians, a Christian organization. These are guys going out doing experiments and seeing what happens. How many videos have you seen where um, the homeless are helping the homeless? How many? You know, I know there's plenty of them out there where people are feeding, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking about not just um, like a weekly type thing, but all the time. Sometimes those that have less are so much more willing to give because they know what it's like. Do you know God does not live in our um, math timetable? <laughs> he doesn't. Our math, <laughs> the way that we think, well, you know what? I've only got so much, you know, look at the budget or whatever, and I've only got this so much to, to live on till the next paycheck for two weeks. You know what our Lord says? Give, and it'll give him, be given back to you. Give in any way. I'm not just talking money. I'm not just talking on, you know, the weekend services. I mean, give in anything that you have. A lot of times you see people on the street, and maybe you don't want to give them $5, but you can go pick up a burger and a shake and fries. You know, they got all the deals now, you know, four for five, five for four, whatever. You can do that. You can pray with them. You can give them a touch of hope. That type of giving. I want to go to 2 Corinthians 9, and then it's 6 through 5. I'm old school here. And this is the scripture about being a cheerful giver. We always know this. We hear it all the time. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one of us give as he purposes in his heart, not grudging or of a necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace then abound towards you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things. Think of that, in all things. You will have an abundance for every good work, for it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. So right there he's saying, oh, it is so much fun. It is so exciting to give. It's not like, oh my gosh, this is going to hurt. This, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be able to bless. I want to be able to help that next person. I want to see God do something because his math is not my math. He can multiply in ways that I have no idea. Because he says, if you give, I'll give it back. 
And boy, watch the blessings that I can do. Watch how I will shake it upside down, inside out. You will be so blessed and you will have grace in everything you do. I, someone had given me a Neater's um, gift card for my birthday and you know, I went up to the drive up and I got a salad one day and then I went back a couple days later and I got another salad. So here I have $1.42 left on my card. And I'm like, what am I going to do with that? So I said to the little guy at the window, I said, would you bless it backwards, pay it backwards to the guy behind me? I mean, $1.42, you know, that's change, right? Well, this guy at the window, the server, was so excited. You may have thought I gave him $100 or 1000 or whatever. He, he was like shocked. He was blessed out of $1.42. But that wasn't even it. He was blessed because he was part of a blessing. He was blessed to see somebody do something. I don't know if it was the first time or not. And I was just like, I mean, and then he blessed me because he was so blessed. So, I mean, I mean, I'm like, whoa. And he's like, whoa. I mean, it was just you drive away and it's like, whoa, God, for $1.42. The excitement that happened. I mean, <laughs> amazing. And I can't imagine what the next person, you know, $1.42, not a whole big deal. But just that somebody did that, imagine that. Or imagine if you went up to the drive up and you say, you know what, could you pay it backwards and give the guy behind me, put $5 on my card towards his bill, you know, or pay his own bill. We've talked about that in the past. Imagine those simple, tiny little things that God is doing here and now because they're blessings. You are blessing someone else. When you bless someone else, the heavens are opening and the grace is abounding on you so that everything that you do, you are then walking in blessings. The world says, oh, no, I got to keep everything like the video for myself. I, I, I have to eat. I have to whatever. You know, I have to drive to work. I need the gas money. God says, do the other. Give. When you don't have, when you are in lack, when you are in need, give. And watch how he multiplies. Watch what he can do. I have a friend that <laughs> said, okay, God, you said in my tithes and offerings to test you. So I'm going to test you. I'm going to give the beginning of the month my whole tithe for the month. I'm going to give that instead of going week by week or two weeks, whatever, you know, they got paid for. It's like, okay, I'm going to test you. The first month, um, I was told that what they gave in their tithe, X amount of dollars, was what they had left over in their paycheck, which has never, ever happened before. My dad wants to bless me, so I am a walking blessing. He wants us to be able to give, to help, to touch others. When you see things like this and you see people coming in that might not dress like you or look like you, what are you seeing and with what lenses are you seeing with? Is there judgment? If there's judgment in your heart or any kind of criticism, like I said before, there is not a gift of criticism. There is a spirit of criticism. It's not a gift. It's nothing good you want. 
So if you see someone in need, if you see someone lacking, and they're coming into your work, your church, the place where you're at, or walking to wherever, love on them. What is Jesus doing? Would he just walk past them? Would he just keep walking? No. He would, he would reach out. He would touch. He would bring healing. He would bring love. He would give them lunch, dinner, whatever is needed at that moment, at that time. I want to go to Luke 6.38. Give, and it will all be given to you. Good measured, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. God talks in measures. God talks in plumb lines. God talks in widths and depths, not in change, not in pennies. He does so much more than what we can ask or we can think. You know, you might think, well, what does this have to do with me? What about, you know, the neighbor that may be going through something horrific, whether it's physical, whether it's, you know, an illness, a sickness, whether it's their marriage being torn up, you know, do we just, you know, run into the house, close the garage as fast as we can? Can we go over and see what they need? That's giving. Can we go over and bring them food? Can we make something? I remember at times making things when I didn't even have food, but just praying in the pantry and just asking the Lord to show me what I could put together to bring over. And God, God knows how to cook. I'm Italian. I know how to cook, but God knows how to cook. He can use anything you have and make it wonderful because it's the whole heart. It's the condition of your heart that you're moving out of. It's the condition of God's heart in you that says, oh, Lord, I just want to touch them. I just want to breathe a bit of life or hope on them. Just, just even for one moment, for one day. Oh, but you know what? What if they want something from me? What if, you know, this isn't just a one-time thing? And I didn't give them the, the scripture, but in John 15, 13, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John 15, 13. I didn't have it marked out in my Bible either, sorry. I could probably read it up there, but that's really small. Quiet crowd tonight. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. You know, and I thought about that, and I thought, well, you know, God, people could really separate and say that, well, you know, Friends are different, you know. I'll lay my life down for my friend, but my neighbor or someone in need, somebody I don't know. But if you continue to read on, the Lord says, I call you my friends. Uh, so that's deeper than just a buddy. It's deeper and deeper. Who's going to lay their life down? Just to help, just to be a blessing, just to, I, I, when the Lord blesses me, I call them kisses from the Lord. Just a kiss from the Lord, that it would bring hope to someone. I know of someone that carries around $100 with them in their pocket just to see who to bless. 
Who, who God? Who, who do you want me to give this to? Just to supernaturally bless someone. Bless their socks off. And see what you do. When you bless someone, it changes their life right then, right there. I mean, just like that little guy at Neater's for $1.42. You know, he was blessed. You carry that around, even if it's a $10 or $5, carry around and bless others. Touch their lives. And again, like I'm saying, not just with money, but it's with helping others. It's with serving one another. Because that is what he's called us to do. In Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. I love Proverbs. So much wisdom. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. What does that mean? What is mine is yours, Lord. We don't own our own lives or even our bank accounts or our 401k, whatever. We, we really, if we are sold out, we really have no ownership over it. It belongs to him. And I'll tell you what, he is the best uh, accountant there is on the face of the earth. He is incredible because he can multiply. He can multiply everything that you pour out, no matter to what degree or what it is. I would challenge you to <laughs> challenge him and say, okay, God, I'm going to step out and I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to touch somebody. I'm going to do something out of my box, out of my norm and my comfort zone and see what happens. Let me see what, what you want done. Let me see what you are doing. Let me see how you can turn this around and bless that person and bless me. Being over the care ministry has been the greatest thing in the last couple months of my entire life. The most fulfilling, the most, um, I, I have a word, I've made up my own, awesomeness. Um, it's, it's incredible because you are helping people step by step, and that's what he has called us to do. Do you have any idea what it's like to help a family that's um, been living in a horrific situation in, in a hotel for almost a year and help them? Well, well, the county is really what's helping them. I'm just in training. Help them get an apartment? Can you imagine with, you know, several children? Can you imagine sitting in that room when you tell them they've been um, accepted into the program for Douglas County and that there's going to be a way for them to actually have a, a condominium to live in? When they've lived in a, um, I'm going to cry, when they lived in a tiny apartment with a refrigerator this big, no cooking, no way of cooking, no stove, crock pots. The windows are this big. Where do their kids play? Can you imagine sitting in on that? 
and seeing the father of all these children and wife break into pieces over joy. You just see years of stress being poured off of him. <laughs> it's tearful, but it is so joyful. So joyful. We get, um, in this church, this body, we get so many calls for help. You would, you have no idea. And I'm not just talking about the normal, you know, my electricity or my utilities or, you know, husbands change jobs, there's no rent money. But I'm talking about people calling from the hotels and they don't even have transportation. Um, they're abandoned. What do we do? What do we do when they can't even get here? There are so many ways in Castle Rock to be a blessing, to touch lives. It's incredible. And to be on the other end and watch God move, to be able to pray with them, to be able to give them something, whether it's a, you know, a, a compassion meal out of the freezer, whether, whatever we can possibly do. Get them, I love doing this, this is like, get them connected with the government. Our government is so incredible out here, our county and the things that they have for people and how they want to be able to help people get out of the place that they're in. Can you imagine sitting in a room where there are applications of people in need, desperate need, and, and coming to all of the resources and all of the people on this committee and the people and the resources, there are other, ch other churches. Imagine that. We're working with all other churches, and we're working with all other agencies. And they're saying, well, I've got this case. Well, I've got this case. I've got this family. I've got this. And there's no housing. And there's no housing for them. What can we do then? What's the next thing? Can you imagine how grateful people are when you're bringing them food? <laughs> when you're visiting them in the hospital, in prison. We have all of these ministries up and running. Can you imagine how exciting it will be next Wednesday when we open the doors to, hey, who needs to eat? Can you imagine, like watching that guy, and he's a veteran, disabled veteran on the streets saying, hey, you know, it's hard starving out here. Starving. Has anybody starved besides fasting, JR? <laughs> I mean, really, has anyone ever starved? And yet he's the one that gave his meal. He shared when everybody else was, no, 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 no. Wow. When you have not served them, we're not serving him. If you can picture every time you see someone that is on the streets, when you see someone in need, picture Christ, that they are Christ. Are you going to walk by it? Are you going to walk past them? Are you going to give? Out of your heart, you're going to run and get, you know, McDonald's, even though we know, you know, something. <laughs> Are you going to run and go get them food, uh, fruit, produce? Oh, my gosh, you know. When you see them, you need to see Christ as them, and not through the lenses that are critical, 
not through the lenses that are judgmental. Well, you know what? They just need to get a job. If they would just get a job, you know, everything would be different. Can they get a job? Do they have an address? So many of them do have some kind of physical ailments or maybe even mental ailments. They don't, where do they get a shower? Where do they get clean clothes to be able to go to these places? Well, you know what? If they weren't smoking or they weren't drinking or, you know what? If they weren't doing drugs, then you know what? They'd be okay. Well, who's going to get them to the place of okay? They can't even get to okay. What are, what are we doing for them? We have so much. <laughs> I can remember going, you know, in the grocery store, and this was years ago, and thinking, whoever turned the whole aisle into cereal? Oh, my gosh. There are so many different brands of cereal. I mean, when I was a kid, it was cornflakes. You know, you had to sprinkle sugar on it because, you know, there just wasn't Cocoa Puffs and Captain Crunch and all that. It wasn't there. And you look at it now, it's like, oh, my gosh. You, the abundance, the abundance, the abundance that we have. Imagine a food pantry. Imagine a clothing boutique for those in need. I don't want a, a clothing bank. I want to see a clothing boutique where people can come in and be free and be served like you were walking into Nordstrom's because we would honor them because we're clothing Christ. We're clothing Jesus. So it's not just a handout and it's your, your leftovers. I try to say that really nice because sometimes we've collected stuff and it's like, really? You know, I'd throw this out. How on earth could you give this to the least of them, which is Christ? I want them to have the very best. Do you know that's how, there's so many, if you go on YouTube, there are, um, they call them like homeless makeovers. That's what I'm talking about. Spirit, soul, and body. Let's get these people healed. You know, people on the streets, let's get them having a, the complete package from the inside out. Because once you have self-esteem, once you have your identity back and you can dress like a human being, think of the doors that would open before them. What about the mom that comes in with the four kids living in the hotel? What do we do? What do we do? We can do so much, but we've got to get them into programs. We've got to get them help that they need. There, is so, there are so many resources to help people out there. It's unbelievable. And that's, that's the position of the rock. We are in this incredible um, cruise ship, <laughs> and we are headed out there to bring these people in that need help. We have so many needs within the congregation alone. And now we're going to give more because this is a church. This is a body that God has called to lay down their lives for one another. Even in the smallest things, I have a precious couple here. I don't even know how old they are. I'm going to say 60s, late 60s. I could say old because, you know, I'm there too. That went and shoveled a single mom's home last week. 
I keep telling Mike, I want a big pickup with a snow plow on it, you know, and I can move everybody I need to move and plow everybody, you know, uh, that needs help. <laughs> but they went and they laid their lives down. I prayed for them for healing afterwards, um, <laughs> but went and shoveled someone else's yard. This is laying your life down. This is treating them as, as though they were Christ with so much honor and so much respect for people in need instead of looking at them like, oh, my God, they need something again. We can't have that criticism, that judgment in our hearts or how we see. That's him. That's who he hung out with. He didn't go to the synagogues, synagogues to hang out with all of the pharaohs and, uh, not pharaohs, what are they called? Sadducees and Pharisees. And he didn't go there to hang out with all the holy priests. He was on the streets. Hmm, was Jesus, and I know we don't like using this term, was Jesus homeless? Just think about that. Did Jesus have anywhere to lay his head from day one? No. Because his life was a life of giving. His life was a life of pouring out to everyone that was around him. That's what he did. That's what he is doing to this day, to this moment. That's what he called us to do. I want to read you this. This came from Angel Springs Mission. I'm not going to read the whole thing. He says, um, and this is where they help um, drug addicts and teenagers and things like that. He says, we have a young man that is new residence at Charity's house that fascinates me. Unlike most, he has a pretty solid foundation in the scripture, which he has not acquired from church, but from being in prison and in the system. I spent time with him last week, as I do with all the new guys coming in for recovery. When I met with him this week, he showed me something that I will never forget. As he was explaining his childhood, he pulled up his shirt and he exposed a massive scar that extended completely across his torso. His abusive father tried to cut him in half with an axe for a reason that he can't even remember. He grew up in a foster home, and then that extended the abuse more. This told me far more than the expression of pain and rejection. My experiences in our mission has been a mixture of blessings and cursing. I've had many people ask me in such hardness in their own hearts, well, why do you spend time helping the needy, the homeless, isn't that what they've chosen? I assure you, this man did not choose homelessness any more than he chose the scar across his chest. When Satan has chosen for the first time, oh, excuse me, Satan, when this man has chosen for the first time in his life since being a child to be free from drugs and alcohol and to step into the light without wavering, he understood that he had a choice choice from falling. Watching him grow and heal at Bible study in the morning is amazing. Yesterday, teaching Bible study um, is the first time that I saw him smile, which was such a great reward. 
that's where that veil <laughs> that has to be rent from our own eyes that says, oh, you know, don't bring that stuff in here. Oh, oh, here's a good one. Well, what if you bring, what if they bring their kids into kids' zone? Are my kids going to have to be with kids that may live in a hotel? Are my kids going to be with people that may not be up to my standards? Your children know how to bless better than we do as adults. Your children know how to love much better than we do. Your children know how to see as God sees much better than we do. The kids can see who they are, the kids that would be coming in, if any. The, our children in this church are doing what Jesus is doing. They're doing it. They're doing it. God wants our hearts prepared to be out of these doors, to be out on the streets of number one wealthiest nation in the country, right? <laughs> he wants us to be out, Castle Rock. And you know what? Sometimes people might look just perfect, but guess what? There could be hurting and so much pain in their heart when just an encouraging word or a, an item or like the women's ministry went out and just blessed people with, I call them goodie bags, you know, with just stuff in there. Blown away because... They were given something. They were given something instead of somebody wanting something from them. So Jesus comes in all shapes. He comes in all sizes. He comes in all colors, all races. Jesus comes in dressed to the max. Jesus comes in with rags on. Have the eyes to see what he sees. Have the heart. You break my heart for what breaks yours, God. We have an abundance. We have an abundance. Everything, anything can be given to whomever. Does he have all of you and all that you have? Does he? I gave him my financial situation years ago. And when I didn't have, and still to this day, when I don't, I give more in any way I can. Anyway, because that's how my daddy operates. Because he will pour down the blessings and the grace and the abundance, and that's not why I do it. I love seeing people be helped. That is what Jesus is. That is what he is doing. That's what he's called each one of us to do. I know it sounds like a sales pitch. It really isn't. This is his heart. I've been doing prayer, healing, prophetic deliverance. I mean, you know, heavy-duty stuff. Um, years and years and years and years and years. And you help so many people, and it's a blast, and it's exciting to see people set free. But I'll tell you what, this ministry is even greater. 
I mean, I could not tell you the joy that it brings, the excitement that it brings, touching a life, even in it fits the smallest, smallest way. I wanted to show you another video, and then I'm going to end in prayer. Another little five-minute one, that's all. doing great things. So today I wanted to give back to the people that are giving to the homeless. Every single person that gives me money will have their money returned and also be given $20. I know it's not a lot of money, but it's enough to make a difference in someone's day. Check it out. Spirit change. Can you spirit some change, sir? I need to get a job. You gotta go. You need to leave? You can't do that here. Really? Really. It's the public places of the store. You can't panhandle out here. Can you guys spare any change, please? I got to work myself. Wow, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, giving to me and everything. And uh, I want to give you $20. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because I want to give it to people who are giving to others. Because you're the ones that really deserve it. So that's for you. Thank you so much, man. I just came out of homeless myself. Really? Yeah, I just got a place. So you were homeless? Yeah. I'm actually out here trying to give people who are out there giving. So there's 25 back to you. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, brother. You're, you're welcome, man. Man, can I tell you something real quick? Thank you so much for giving. I'd actually like to uh, give you your dollar back plus $20. Why? Because uh, I'm actually, I'm giving to people who give. So and the people who, who are out there giving, I think they really deserve something in return. What about you? I, uh, I'm all right. Gosh. Yeah. $20? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you deserve it. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Pray God that you'll just open up a job, an occupation. God, we're both down, but we're not out because you're on our side. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's all I got, Pard. I got something for you. Okay. Don't you need this? No, it's for you. Thanks for the prayer, man. Yes, sir. Do good on the next one. <laughs> See you in glory, Paul. <laughs> is, there any, is there anything that you want to tell, like, the camera? You know, um, if someone could really take a notice to what's happening, like, there's so many homeless people. I don't even see purses anymore. All I see is backpacks. It's, it's becoming like an epidemic. It's, it's crazy. I never thought I'd be on this side of it, you know? And now I'm looking at, I'm actually the person that needs you to hand me a dollar. Um, even trying to get a job when you're homeless or whatever, it's, it's kind of, it's just rough because you got to be clean. You need to be presentable. You need to have a good attitude about yourself. And, you know, when you're homeless, you don't, you don't feel like that, you know? Yeah. I've been looking for a job for three months and haven't got one call back, so. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so that's why you're out just looking for money? Yeah. You know, in between 
the application in between finding a job, you gotta, you gotta eat. So yeah, it's, it, it just, it would be cool if, if people took notice to the ones that are homeless, not because of drugs and yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Right. I, I could probably get more help if people saw the situation for what it is. Right. Yeah, I just fell. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was gonna try to get one more scene, but I think that uh, I'd like to give this to you. Can I give you a hug? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck with everything. Thank you. You're welcome. Hopefully, it'll help you out a little bit. Oh God, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. made me think of Jesus. People are giving him a dollar and they're giving, he's giving 20 back. <laughs> they're giving five, he's giving 20. Plus they're five. That's Jesus. That's how he works. You cannot outbless him even if it's, you know, I know people that have given their shoes off. I remember Brian, wasn't it Brian that gave his shoes to somebody that had no shoes? They would have to pry them off of me, but I would give them shoes. No. You, you know how much I like shoes. No, but I would, and I have. <laughs> okay. Now, I want to tell you, and I know some of you have heard, but what we're going to be starting next week, April the 6th, those doors are opening to everyone, anyone. And you're going to say, well, how do they find out? Mike over here has connections <laughs> um, with everybody and anybody. This is going out to all of the um, agencies in Douglas County, okay? People, hotels, whatever, um, task force, and we want to bless them. We want to honor them. There was one video, oh my gosh, I, I could have the whole message could have just been videos. Maybe it should have been. I didn't have to say a word. There was one where this man dressed up like a waiter. He had a vest on, dress pants, white shirt. And he came out from a restaurant with a silver platter of a dinner meal and just went to homeless people and blessed them, people on the streets, people in need, and their reactions. They couldn't believe it. I mean, a real nice meal. <laughs> chicken, beans, napkins, I mean, everything that was needed. He just, and it was like, to me, that was like Jesus coming and saying, here, look what I have for you. The honor that this man was showing, it was like, that's what we need to capture, to love and to honor, because guess what? A lot of these people coming in may not be as a desperate need that you think, but just to have one more meal one less um, food that they have to purchase for their family. That's how tight some things are. We have a lot of single parents in Castle Rock that are suffering. This is something they can connect with and they can bring the kids. So if you know people, if you want to get involved, we have a bunch of, we have sign-ups at the table back there. We have, like I said, we have prison ministries. We have hospital ministry. We have um, make and take meals to people. But we need an army to handle what will be coming in. 
registrations, be at the table, be a host, be a server, help with kitchen preparation. And what our heart is to do is that everyone would just maybe have one week out of the month that they're serving if we have enough troops. So it wouldn't, I mean, of course, if you want to be, oh, we could find places for you, right? <laughs> but otherwise, it wouldn't be like, okay, every single Wednesday I've got to be there. No, there would be a schedule, and you'd be, or maybe the second and the fourth and the first and the third, depending on the amounts of people, just to touch people, just to bless them, just to walk them to the table, and just to see like you would be a waiter or a waitress actually getting paid for this and a tip, blessing them. What can I get you? Do you need anything else? Do you need another plate? I remember one lady that um, is over the Highlands Ranch um, food bank and everything they have going on there, and she said they had food set up for people to come in, and when they walked in, they didn't even, they just stood there and waited because there wasn't anyone there serving them. They were allowing them to serve themselves. The people that were coming in for the food didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. And she's like, oh, you get whatever you want and as much as you want. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine what God can do with an army. Imagine what he can do if we can be his hands and be his feet and do what he is doing today, doing now. Okay, let's pray, guys. Come on, stand up. Like I said, we have a sign-up. We have brochures. See where God wants you. We want you where you want to be. We don't want to put you somewhere where your heart isn't excited about it. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your kids. We thank you, Father, for their hearts. We thank you, Father, that we are your hands, your feet, that, Lord, you want to do in us. You want to do with us what you are doing. So, Lord, we just give you us, each one of us, our hearts, our eyes, God, our hands, our feet. Lord, show us where you want us. Show us how to bless to be a blessing everywhere. This is a lifestyle, guys. This is a lifestyle. Jesus just didn't do it on Sunday or Saturday. He didn't. This is what he did. And he poured out and the miracles were happening. The signs, the wonders were happening. And that's what he wants to do with you. So you are a walking sign and wonder and a miracle, being his hands and his feet. So, Lord, bless your kids with dreams and visions and your heart, Father, and your eyes to see. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, okay. If anybody needs prayer, JR is here to pray. We're going to go back into worship.